Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Google Marketing Platform Academy podcast. Our mission with this series is to inform and inspire marketers at all levels. So we're going to invite exciting guests that work with the world's biggest brands to chat through their strategies and leave you all with new ideas. My name is Andrea Crescenzo. I'm a data measurement account manager at Google, and I'll be your host for today's episode. But we'll be talking about enhanced conversions, a Google feature that will have a major impact on the way you measure conversion. Joining us today is Charles Buena, Senior Expertise and Innovation Manager at 55. Hi, Charles. Welcome to our podcast. Hey there. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, by the way, I forgot to ask, your name is Andrea Andrew? Uh, many people ask me that, Charles, and there is a kind of an interesting answer to it. So um, I live many years in the UK, where Andrea's, as you might know, is only used for, for women. And during the time there, I, I worked for media agencies where I happened to organize uh, meetings via email. Now, when meeting clients for the first time, they were kind of puzzled, um, obviously misled by my name. So I simply solved this inconvenience by adding an S at the end of my name. So you can call me Andreas or Andrea as you prefer. But uh, what about yourself, Charles? Do colleagues or friends call you by a different name? Well, uh, yeah, um, some close colleagues, let's say, they call me Carlos. And basically everyone at 55 calls me Carlos. And even some clients. So, yeah. And um, just on one more, one more personal note. I, I studied international relations and human rights at uni in 2010. And I took a little look at your LinkedIn, uh, Charles. And I saw that you got also got an MA in a very similar field of study. So... Similarly to me, you also got a job in a different field than your major. Um, I wanted to ask you, how did you switch your career field after graduating? Yes, that's right. I have an academical background in uh, public policy and in law, and I kind of fell into digital marketing around a decade ago. Uh, and for a few years now, I'm actually specializing on privacy. And so this last field uh, helped me reconcile both worlds. And is data privacy the main mission you guys are pursuing at 55? No, no, we uh, are 55. We are 300 uh, consultants, tracking and media experts, and we are backed by uh, engineers and data scientists. And we support uh, our clients and their marketing teams in every type of uh, data fields. Um, and originally, we are a French company, so we have been long exposed to privacy topics, as France is one of those countries where regulators often step ahead. And that's why I'm very keen to hear your opinion on this topic on data privacy. So let's just jump right into it. So privacy has been in the mind of many marketeers for some time already and comes with some challenges, uncertainties, and arguably opportunities for the digital advertising industry. We have just celebrated the fourth anniversary of GDPR, and I wanted to ask you, how have you experienced this shift in focus in recent times? Well, I must say it's a really a gripping time to uh, do digital marketing today, uh, in particular data-driven digital marketing. Um, what we witness actually is the arrival of some kind of new ecosystem where uh, change is the new norm. If you think about it, uh, every quarter or so brings uh, new controls on data for users. 
whether it be regulations like uh, GDPR in the EU, CPRA in California, for users to control how data is collected and how data is treated. Or also whether it be uh, controls directly in browsers and devices that will limit the use of first-party and third-party cookies. And as you know, like all the changes, they can be really brutal for marketers. Because imagine that you go into the office on one day and you realize that your retargeting audiences, your on mobile devices, are really slow compared to the, next, to the day before. Or for instance, so just again going into the office from one day to the, to the other and measuring website audiences, you realize that it dropped uh, drastically because now you are only measuring users that explicitly consent on the cookie banner. So really drastic changes for, for marketers. And despite all the changes, the general direction is quite clear for our clients. It is that universal identifiers are on a strong decline and this, is why this will not stop. Also, we have to uh, realize that those changes, they don't come out of nowhere. Uh, they really answer legitimate user expectations. That's really key. And lastly, we also have to try to work towards a new digital marketing that is more respectful of uh, users' privacy, in particular by partnering with technological partners. And what we have to do is just do more with less. So really, it's challenging, but very exciting to, to work in this field today. And Charles, you mentioned regulation, browsers and mobile device data restrictions, consent, etc., etc. That's a lot. So my question is, what's your suggestion on how best to get started tackling the privacy challenge? Well, um, first, it's just uh, not only a challenge. Uh, it's also an opportunity because if you think about it, okay, it's a really drastic change. But for every drastic change or every change of this magnitude in the industry, uh, there has been uh, big opportunities for publishers and advertisers that adapt and big risks for those that don't. Um, if we make a quick comparison, let's think about uh, the shift to you know, mobile-first usages. Um, this shift in the past years has seen big players rising and big players becoming obsolete. So really also an opportunity. So my recommendations are quite simple. First, you should assess your current and your upcoming exposure to the privacy evolutions. So for instance, go to your analytics tool and in your analytics tool, have a look at your uh, audiences. And for instance, try to look at which audiences are uh, at risk of not being measured anymore or, or not. And in particular, which audiences are on some devices and browsers that strongly restrict cookies and other trackers. Also, you can have a look at your media budget and within your media budget, try to understand which share are safe and which shares are not safe. For instance, which share are within Google owned and operated media inventory or outside. And finally, what you can do is just review your use cases and among all use cases, some of them will be resilient and some of them will be strongly impacted. So that's also a way to measuring your exposure. So. Second step is to uh, identify the relevant solutions on the market. And for each solution, uh, each post-cookie solution, to try to understand is it actually uh, resilient and is it actually respecting users' privacy. And then you should put all of this on a roadmap and you should redefine your own roadmap because there is this 2023 end uh, deadline for the end of third-party cookies on Chrome. But we at 55, we believe that uh, advertisers and publishers, they should really uh, choose how and when they reach this post-cookie era. That makes sense. Your vision and approach seem very well-structured. 
Are there more practical recommendations, perhaps frequent use cases and solutions you recommend to your clients that you would also like to make for marketing teams out there? It's a good question because uh, it's true that there are many um, method renewals, technologies, uh, organizational changes um, that are being discussed on the market. But among all of this, I think we can uh, say that there would be three priorities uh, advertisers and publishers should focus on the near to midterm, let's say. The first priority should be to secure what can be secure today in your measurement. And namely, this is a uh, old measurement that will be based on first party cookies. And there is already a lot of measurement gaps on this type of measurement. So it's really interesting to focus on that. And to secure this part, what you can start with, uh, it's really the, the first and the best recommendation, To you can start by optimizing consent on your cookie banner. It's really easy to do and it can bring great improvement. Then for the users that want consent, you can have a look at solutions like Google Consent Mode because Google Consent Mode uh, enables to estimate the behavior of users that don't consent while not collecting identifiers about them if you have the right tagging setup. So that's really interesting. And also, you should really make sure and double check that you have the latest version of the Google tracking codes. So that's what Google calls uh, site-wide tagging, and it can be a GTAG or GTM. And it's really key because uh, this latest version of the tracking codes, they will embed any new um, resilient tracking functionalities in the future. So really double check this with your agency. And lastly, for a bit more advanced clients, uh, I really believe that uh, server-side tagging is something to look at to secure data collection on the long run. So that's for the, the basics in terms of first-party data me uh, measurement. Then I think uh, advertisers and publishers should focus on data activation. And by data activation, we can mean two things. We can mean uh, leveraging first-party data, enhanced conversions, measurement protocol for GA4 uh, that uh, enables you to get an end-to-end -end measurement. Or for instance, on the targeting side, you can have a look at customer match. It's really a quick win solution to uh, maintain relevant audiences and maintain efficient audiences. So really leveraging first-party data. Or to activate data, you can also have a look at uh, methods that refine the use of existing data. And for instance, you, we think that uh, advertisers and publishers should really uh, start today focusing on modeling to be more relevant when leveraging data. So this is a key second step. And then we must admit that not all solutions are on the market. So my recommendations for clients is really to keep watching, to keep discussing with media agencies and with technological partners such as Google to understand what, uh, how the market is evolving and on uh, which solutions we should bet in the future. And among all the different solutions that you mentioned, there is one that is relatively new and uh, announced conversions. So I was wondering if you can tell our listeners who might not be familiar with it, very simply, what, I, what does it do? Yeah, so very, very simply, uh, Google Enhanced Conversions enables uh, for website to improve the accuracy of conversion measurement. And it works by increasing the scope of observable data. And a bit more into details, how does it work? So let's say you have a user that's uh, logged in to uh, his Google account. And while he's logged in, he sees an ad on YouTube or on Google search, for instance. Then he goes to your website. He uh, consents to cookies. He converts. Uh, 
And when converting, the conversion tag will capture uh, a field, for instance, uh, the email or whichever field that you will specify. Um, the, the conversion tag will hash this data, send it securely to Google. And then Google, if Google knows this user, uh, it will match it against uh, Google owned hashed data and a conversion will be reported. Said otherwise, a conversion will be attributed to the ad that the user saw on YouTube or on Google search. And so uh, NS conversion is uh, available today uh, in Google ads, but it's uh, incoming in uh, SA360. There is a, a beta, an open beta for this. And it's also incoming in GA4. So we'll be really uh, eager to test it uh, when it arrives. Thanks, Charles. Very clear on how this feature works now. Um, what do you think would be the risk of not having such a measurement solution in place? Or actually, better yet, what's the opportunity to get these implemented? Actually, um, I, th I don't think it is well known, but I think the main risk uh, of not uh, taking, taking into account all the privacy impacts is that our clients, they won't know what they measure and what they don't measure. So for instance, let's say you have a campaign uh, A and a campaign B, uh, and you see in the reported data that campaign A performs less than campaign B. Is it because it's actually less performing or because campaign A is less measured than campaign B? So that's really a key risk, basically becoming blind. And on the opposite, uh, enhanced conversions enables to limit this risk because when uh, third-party cookies uh, are not available, uh, NS conversions will uh, use uh, resilient uh, people data, resilient first-party data, in order to maintain measurement. And really, the first benefit of uh, NS conversions is a reliable measurement. And it can help you, for instance, uh, precisely measuring the achievement of a target, um, making comparisons between campaigns or between two periods of time that are relevant. So really, a more reliable measurement. And the second benefit is also that if you increase the observable data scope, the data, resilient people data with NS conversions, you will feed Google uh, algorithms with more, uh, with more data and the algorithms will become smarter and better at optimizing campaigns. So really second benefit in terms of optimization. And both benefits, they should translate in better performance for advertisers. So the value proposition seems pretty clear, enhanced conversions helps mitigate loss of measurability by relying on new first-party data. But I was also wondering, what's the typical reaction of companies when they have to implement these features? Can you tell us a little bit more? Well, so yeah, most companies, they really welcome this solution. Um, we have many ongoing projects uh, in APAC, uh, in Europe, for instance, the feature is not so complicated to implement and it may really bring great improvement. The average figure we see in um, improvement of reported conversions is around 5% for search and 17% for YouTube. So really interesting, but it can be much more. For instance, uh, let's say uh, your client is a, a luxury company uh, with a lot of uh, high-end users that use specific devices that really block a lot of uh, cookies. So for that type of client, they are really strongly impacted today by the cookie crumble, and they may uh, obtain really great improvement uh, in, uh, in measurement thanks to NS conversions. So really great improvements. However, I have to say that many clients, they raise questions uh, about the use of personal data as a replacement for third-party cookies. And the legal and security discussion, they are a key part of our missions. 
Yes, first party data is indeed a sensitive topic, I, I understand. But would you have some recommendation to ensure clients secure the exchange of uh, such data? Well, yes, there's a, a whole set of uh, safeguards, uh, technical safeguards and legal safeguards um, that are either by design or that we add to uh, the tracking implementations in order to secure this data. And usually we start by explaining to our clients uh, what Google does with this data and notably the fact that uh, Google uh, only uses this data for the account of the advertiser. And that's really reassuring. And Another safeguard we rely on is really making sure that we have the right consent to use this data. And this is, can be quite tricky. There is at least the consent on the cookie banner, and that's really the, the basis. But sometimes we have discussions with some clients that want to add another consent uh, on the purchase or the contact form where the personal data is filled in. That's, that's great. And from... A technical point of view, is there any advice that you, as in 55, provide to clients? Yeah, so similarly on the technical side, we usually start by explaining to the clients uh, how all those tracking concepts works. And for instance, we explain to them what hashing is in particular, uh, how hashing enables to scramble uh, plain personal data in a way that is not understandable, uh, while still letting two entities match it securely. And then we usually summarize the whole uh, data collection and matching process that NN's conversions follows. So how Google only collects hash data, uh, performs the matching on hash data, and uh, deletes the data after matching, not immediately after, but sometime after. So that's really reassuring to uh, introduce to those technical concepts. And then for some organizations with higher security standards, what we do is, for instance, to really making sure and double checking that the user management in the tech management system is uh, really secure because that's where the real data leak risk uh, resides. It's in the tech management system. So there is something to do there. And another option we can have a look at for such clients with a higher security standards is to use the API version of NNS conversions because it will uh, avoid exposing any personal data client side. In all cases, I think we can always find the right setup to uh, match the security standards and collect uh, personal data, hashed personal data securely. This is a key focus, this legal and security part, but it can be easily tackled. Uh, the, the, the more complex focus we have in our missions is making sure we collect enough first-party data. And that's really uh, a key thing to making sure that you bring enough value in exchange for data to the users. Yeah, actually, can you be more precise? What do you exactly mean by, by, by value? If you think about it from the beginning, we are talking here about uh, collecting and measuring conversions that have uh, personal data. And that's great, for instance, to measure purchases if you are an e-commerce player. But for a lot of our clients, those uh, lower funnel conversions with personal information don't have enough volumes to be used uh, widely, for instance, to be sufficiently uh, and statistically significant uh, when comparing campaigns together. So a lot of our clients, usually, they also focus on conversions that are a bit upper in the funnel and that usually don't have personal data. So really the key part is to be able to climb up the, la the funnel, to climb up the ladder, and to focus on those higher funnel conversions as well, and making sure here that we also have a way of collecting uh, hashed personal data. And if you think about it, 
if we don't do that, there is a risk of over-focusing measurement and over-focusing budgets uh, on lower funnel events. So to tackle those higher funnel events, what we will recommend to clients is really to bring value in exchange for data. And actually, that should be a, a recommendation much more general that, than uh, enhanced conversions. It should really guide the first-party data strategy. And these days, we always hear uh, turn into a first-party data company, uh, launch a first-party data strategy, leverage first-party data. But the reality is that our clients, they often don't know where to start uh, on this. So my recommendation here would be to start by creating value, by, for instance, uh, proposing uh, promotions to users, by, pro by providing them with exclusive advantages, or, for instance, by uh, offering to them really rich online and offline experiences. And if you bring this value, you will be able to get some data. And then the next step is really to be transparent and flexible on, on how you collect this data and what you will do with it. So really, uh, collecting uh, enough data for enhanced conversions is not only a technical topic, it's really rather a, a question of, of value and a question of making sure that the media and data teams on the one hand collaborate efficiently with the UX and the CRM teams on the other hand. And that's really key to making sure that your first-party data will be efficient on the long run. Okay, so the solution enhanced conversions seems key, but apparently there are some other measurement challenges to be solved. So my question to you, Charles, is how would you fit it within a larger measurement strategy? I'd say that there is no um, one-size-fits-all solution uh, to replace uh, cookies and identifiers. So our recommendation is to invest in multiple solutions. And we really believe that in the future, media uh, and measurement will be scattered. Uh, we ha will have a scattered ecosystem. So it's really key to invest in several solutions to, to measure on this. More into details, uh, if we have a look at what we measure with NS conversions, it's a per-platform measurement. Said otherwise, uh, it's Google Media that is measured by Google Tools. And you will have the same type of measurement for any other uh, media inventory that has a high share of logged in users. And that's great to have this per-platform measurement for all the operational benefits that we discussed uh, earlier. Once you have measured properly each platform, and once you have uh, optimized properly each platform, our recommendation is to have a look at a cross-platform measurement and a more strategic measurement. And you probably know that there is no uh, tool today to do that. There probably never was such a tool. And what is sure is that there will never be such a tool that enables to track uh, in an universal way uh, media exposure and conversions uh, globally on the web because uh, what could have fueled that would have been the third-party cookie and it's going away. So there is no tool, no tracking tool to do that. But uh, even if there is no perfect solution, what we strongly support at 55 is to look at uh, marketing efficiency modeling approaches because uh, with such type of approaches, you don't have to rely only on individual users' data. You can have a look at more aggregated data and running modeling to try to have this cross-platform measurement. And at 55, we help our clients internalize uh, the, the data used by this modeling to internalize also the statistical methods and the data science skills uh, so that our clients can build uh, models that will uh, accurately report the performance with a higher granularity 
than what uh, marketing mix modeling would do yesterday. And uh, to do that, uh, partnering with Google is really uh, interesting because Google can help, for instance, on the uh, tool part. Uh, with Google Cloud Platform, it's really uh, easier to aggregate and crunch data. And Google can also help on the uh, modeling part uh, by providing uh, uh, open uh, libraries such as RBA, so regression-based attribution. So if we summarize, uh, NS conversions is a great first step, but there is much more to do afterwards. Well, that was everything for this episode of the Google Marketing Platform Academy podcast. I want to thank Charles for coming along and sharing his experiences and knowledge with us. In summary, there are three takeaways to keep in mind. Firstly, privacy challenges offer significant opportunities for advertisers who stay ahead. Fast-moving and agile companies who secure their first-party measurement solution, focus on data activation, and identify future-proof data solutions with their media and tech partners are likely to outperform over the next few years. Secondly, Google Enhanced Conversions is a data activation solution that enables more accurate conversion measurement by increasing observable data and improving overall quality of conversion modeling. Finally, Enhanced Convergence is a great feature that solves for platform-level performance measurement. However, in the current digital marketing landscape, there are more measurement gaps to be filled. Hence, you all should integrate it with similar solution within your larger measurement strategy. Thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this episode and keep an ear out for our next podcast. Thanks, everyone, and goodbye.